Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Joining me today is Frank Storacci, and he is the producer and co-founder of the Nuts and Bolts Comedy Troupe. Welcome to the show, Frank. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure having you. Um, you know, thank you for having me a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, <laughs> I started, I started my adventure back into you know being on stage, and you were definitely a component in that. So. Uh, brought us to this uh, interview, but I, I do want to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself, talk a little bit about Nuts and Bolts and what you do and kind of how that came to be. So why don't we start with that? Who is Frank? Frank is uh, a native Rochesterian who went off to pursue a career in college of <laughs> theater and uh, decided to come home and use that knowledge to uh, start Nuts and Bolts Comedy Improv. Um just an average guy who does comedy. Just an average guy who does comedy. Well, I think I think you're a little more than that. I think you're a little <laughs> more than that. Um, but like what it what like I know you you said you, that was a very short synopsis of your your career, I guess. So like what how did Nuts and Bolts get founded? Uh Nuts and Bolts started uh well, I'll go back a little bit further. Uh, I studied theater. Uh, at SUNY New Paltz. And um, when I was there, I took an improv class and fell in love with it. Uh, and then that led to me being in various troops, student troops, uh, summer stock troops, things like that. Uh, then I left school and I came back to Rochester to uh, take care of my mother who was sick at the time. And um, I uh, decided to, there was no, there was nothing in Rochester going on. There was no, that I knew of, there was no improv. It was all, you know, regular uh, theater uh, so I decided to make my own fun, and uh, I was talking to my buddy Mike Mahern, who co-founded the troupe with me, who I grew up with. That uh, and we've always been joking around and been interested in comedy and funny together, and always coming up with stuff. So I said, "Hey, you know, I I studied improv for a while, did a lot of improv in college. You know, I could teach you guys, you know, you and some other people to uh, do the troupe." And uh, it's kind of happened. We were, I think, we were at the Bug Jar in Rochester, mm -hmm. uh, watching a band and it was in between the gigs. And I said, Hey man, I have this idea. We should start an improv troupe. Um, because at the time I've actually was in a, a show called let's kill the boss, which mm -hmm. was like a, a, a dinner theater, um, show, uh, from the people who brought you, um, Joey Maria's comedy wedding. And, um, we, I was doing that and there was talking there about doing some improv. And I said, well, you know, I, I, I know how to do improv and, uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm good at it. So I'm going to start this troupe. And I got some of those guys in there and some of my friends from uh, college, uh, no, I'm sorry, from high school. And uh, we formed the first cast of uh, Nuts and Bolts in uh, 1999. And our first show was like February 13th of 2000, uh, 2000. Yeah. And we've been going strong ever since. So very cool the day before Valentine's Day and yep. that's a Bolt's debut and you're kind yeah. of like <laughs> the pioneers of of uh, improv comedy bringing it to Rochester. That's really cool. So yeah. Um, so what? Where did the name come from? Nuts and bolts. <laughs> I we we struggled with a name 
Uh, we couldn't think of anything that we liked. Um, my mother kept telling us to call ourselves the crack ups. And um, it just was like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, and she just kept doing that. And so finally, I was I was actually driving. And I saw a sign that said nuts and bolts are here. And it had an arrow pointing into a garage, uh, an auto garage. And I said, that'd be a fun name for a troop, nuts and bolts. So I just said, you know, I'll, uh, I talked to Mike. I said, hey, we should call ourselves nuts and bolts. He's like, okay, that'll be our working title until we can think of something better. Uh, 23, 23 years later, we still haven't uh, thought of anything better, nor do we need to. Yeah. So No, no. It would kind of be funny, though, if like tomorrow he calls you up. I thought of a better name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for someone who's not in the troop anymore, he does give me a lot of notes. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, but, um, you know, it comes from a good place. So. Well, it's always great to have, you know, critics and friends and, and people that kind of come in and, and kind of tell you what, you know, what you need to hear sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it does. It helps, it helps mold the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, So like where, okay, so let's, let's talk about like where and kind of when these things happen currently. So like Nuts and Bolts, where, where can people catch your shows? We're uh, at the Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester. Uh, we perform, we try to perform the third Saturday of every month uh, in the Rickles room. Uh, Comedy at the Carlson's got a really cool setup. They got a main room where all the headliners are. And then they have a side room, which is a little bit smaller, called the Rickles room. And that's where people like Nuts and Bolts and other groups uh, can perform. Um, and we've we've been there for a while. We've become the official house troupe of, um, of, uh, of the Comedy at the Carlson. So anytime there's anything improv related or somebody requests an improv, we're the people that take care of it and do it and you know no other improv troupe um besides something that we sponsor can be a can can play play there okay that that's really cool um you know to be the one and only of anything anywhere is is something <laughs> awesome right so yeah, um, yeah it's kind of cool how did uh you know that that I guess that just built over time that relationship, or was there a, a significant turning point where that became a thing? Or well, uh, at the club, um, yeah, we we were known as the troupe that performed in every venue that was available in Rochester. Mm -hmm. uh, we we started at Johnny's Irish Pub, which at the time was called Johnny's Smoke Free Irish Pub, and um, this is before they banned smoking in all the bars. And uh, we performed there. We used to do the show every week on a Wednesday night and um, till for a couple years we did it every week and then we just got tired we're like let's see if we can do this every month because every week starting to get to us right. plus we all started getting it at the time we were in our you know early to mid 20s so you know we could stay up until one two o'clock in the morning go to sleep and still go to work the next morning without any problem yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we're, no we're little... been there <laughs> used to be we're, we're we're yeah we're a little we're a little bit older now so we um we don't do that but we do it once a month and we found that we got a better audience draw once a month uh we performed at the german house um and we were in residence at the downstairs cabaret uh for the longest time for uh, quite a few years um and then we moved over to a, a, a guy named la torello uh opened up a place called the space uh, which was for just improv because during this time all these other improv troops started to form and started to mm -hmm. blossom and pop up everywhere so this guy law had an idea why don't we have a home for it all so we decided hey let's give it a shot so we became a a, a featured act at the space um for a while uh we did some shows at rapa um on their stage when they were open on when they were when they were open not open anymore 
Uh, and then um, we did the show at uh, Mark Bolito, who's the uh, one of the owners of the comedy club of the Carlson, uh, was involved with the um, the comedy club in Webster. It was actually called the Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And what what had happened was we performed there. We performed on Sunday nights at seven thirty in Webster, and it was kind of tough to get an audience because it was the summertime, and the only reason why you go to Webster on a Sunday night is to either go to the movies or go to the lake and people, you know, so, um, so we kind of did a few shows there, didn't work out like we planned. So we kind of parted ways friendly, you know, it was all friendly, very, just like we said, this isn't working. So we bounced around a little bit more. And then uh, when Marco Polito opened up comedy at the Carlson and opened up the Rickles room, uh, he told one of our, um, uh, one of his employees told one of my uh, cast members, Derek, about this Rickles room. So we went to look at it and Mark was like, all right, so when do you guys want to start performing here again? So we're like, okay. And he was a fan. He would have been a fan of ours for a while. And, and come to find out, we realized that we went to high school together. He was a year ahead of me, mm-hmm. but uh, we went to high school together. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, hey, do do, do your uh, old high school chum a, a solid and, <laughs> you know, put us in the, uh, in the Rickles room. So um, it's been a long thing, but we're, I think we're finally home you know, as being the uh, the house troop, and I think that we're very uh, we're very happy to be there, and very uh, they've been very accommodating to yeah. to us. Yeah, I I would think so. You know, having some experience now there, it's a great place, family oriented kind of place. Everybody really, you know, has everybody's back, which is part yes. of like being in an improv group. And I think that's what I'd love to get to next. Is kind of like. How does one start an improv group? I know that um, there are other areas uh, <laughs> and regions that that this would be a great platform for. And, and you know, what's some advice, um, to, you know, to getting a troop started? You kind of touched on um, it a little bit. Well, I would say to getting a troop started, you probably would first, you know, want to maybe take a class uh, in improv. Um, you know, people say, oh, I'm naturally funny. I can do improv. Uh, probably you could, but it's always good to take a class because, as you know, taking our class that we just mm-hmm. offered, um, which you did phenomenal in, by the way, I must say. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, you know, there's there's skills that you need to hone in on um, and just grab some friends who are interested and in, in just, you know, take a class together. Or if you take a class, then teach it to, to your friends or your other, other actors because um, improv is not just comedy. It's also used in theater. Uh, and improv is part of theater, so I'm not, you know, there's no separation, but, um, you know, take your, you know, t- take your skills and just do it. You know, don't be afraid to go to an open mic night with a group of friends and do some improv games. Uh, call yourself yeah. some clever, clever name like the Crack Ups <laughs> or something. I don't know. Just ask your mom. <laughs> just ask my mom. She's the comedic, right. you know, the comedic genius. The comedic genius <laughs> behind naming troops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Yeah. And thank you so much for, for saying that it means a lot coming from you to, to hear that, that I did a, a decent job up on stage. It was great. Um, it's yeah, like, honestly, good. my last experience on stage was high school because, you know, I went to a college that was known for, you know, it's drama and it's acting and it's music and in, in Fredonia. And, um, yeah. you know, I didn't really have those, that many experiences, uh, there on stage. Um, at all because of the talent that you know I was up against so but it really was great and the class was awesome uh highly recommend it to anybody you know in the Rochester area uh, that's thinking about doing um you know improv or just 
just getting out there and socializing it was it was like now i don't know what to do on thursdays we that the group has been emailing <laughs> we're like what do we do we've got no i've got no social life you know so it provides a lot of that um and, and some people that are i think are going to be really close friends from from here on out so i hope so i hope so that's important in any troop that you're with is to be friends uh you know it's you know put all the drama outside when you walk into a rehearsal or practice or whatever you want to call it um and or a class and just just be friends and just have fun and trust yeah you know yeah, because the laughter and the humor comes like, you know, from from the wittiness and from the friends that are helping you and backing you up and the weird random thoughts that come into their heads that they just say out loud at moments. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was great getting to work with with you and Mitch and and others like just learning. Right. Because that was the other thing that I'll bring up about the class that I thought was great. It wasn't just like one teacher the whole time people from nuts and bolts and, and came in and, 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 you know, shared the stage with us and warmed up with us. So I think it's awesome to kind of get that different talent and the different, um, you know, styles in there. Um, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the games and some of the things that, you know, you expect when you're coming to one of the nuts and bolts show. Well, if you, if you come to a nuts and bolts show, be prepared to laugh. Um, don't take your life too seriously when you come in. Um, you know, if you get offended by anything, you know, we try, okay, well, let me, let me back up. <laughs> We're PG 13. That's what I like to say is so every once in a while, you'll drop the occasional F bomb or whatever. And that happens in everyday life. I mean, it's just yeah. what, it, what it is, but you, you have to come and just like to have fun because we like mm -hmm. to have fun and we, and our best shows are when the audience is having fun with us. You know when the audience is playing along because a lot of the show is driven by the audience right so come come with a willingness to laugh uh give you know suggestions don't be quiet and don't be like you know we're, i mean we're breaking the fourth wall all the time yeah um you know the whole room is is one big just one big stage we just happen to be elevated you know <laughs> um and um you know just you you'll come you'll see a lot of good a good improv a lot of good scene work uh, a lot of a lot of laughs a lot of uh, puns uh, some groaners um just a, all a good time you know i mean if if you're coming for something to you know get your mind off of whatever's going on in your life you know then come see nuts and bolts because we will definitely for that part of that hour and a half hour and 20 whatever it is we'll we'll keep you laughing and we'll keep you in a good in a good place mentally and then hopefully you, you leave and you tell your friends that you had a good time and then you come back with them and bring them back and you know, we've had that. Um, we've had people over the years who've seen us back when we started, and then ran into us, you know, now, and are like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you guys are still doing this!" And I can't believe that, you know, it's still so much fun. And it's like, well, you know, we try to, uh, well, you know, at least I try to to make it. I mean, you paid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I got to dance. I got to dance. I got to be a dancing monkey. You know? <laughs> dance for me, monkey. Yeah, no, I, I totally think that's completely true. And I haven't had the pleasure of seeing a full out show from from Nuts and Bolts yet, but I've had the sneak previews and I can't wait. Um, you know, it just so happens the the show that that I could have gone to. I we had a conflict. Um I, I believe it was the same night as my my daughter's performing in theater. So um, but I'm I'm looking forward to to the next one. And why don't you just uh plug that next show right now while we're kind of talking about it. it's coming up in, in May, right? Yeah, May 20th at uh, 8 o'clock at uh, Comedy at the Carlson. Uh, tickets are on sale at carlsoncomedy.com. Um, 
you can go there. There's a whole calendar. Um, check out what they got going on. Check out what um, you know other shows they have. Uh, but buy ours first. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Then, uh, Gotta check that out first. Uh, Gotta go yeah, to the best. And that. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, eight o'clock. It's a Saturday night. Uh, there's a full bar. Uh, there's a, a menu. You can order some, you know, bar type foods like nachos and the flatbed pizzas and the big pretzel on a meat hook. You know, I yeah. still don't understand why it's on a meat hook, but you know, whatever. To be funny, um, I don't know. You I, bring... <laughs> so I you can, upstage. when you're in the middle of acting, can take a big bite out of it and just. <laughs> yeah, I get up, upstage by a carb. So. <laughs> Could be worse. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great little area too of Rochester that's really coming back. There's a lot of like you know different restaurants and things like that. So I've seen a bunch of people kind of, uh, you know. Get some food, but then get more food and drinks at the comedy at the Carlson. Um, catch your show. Yeah, definitely. Um, see see Frank's nuts and bolts first, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, very cool. Um, so you know, we talked a little bit about like where nuts and bolts came from. We talked a little bit about the class. Um, we talked a little bit about the history. What about the future? Like, where do you see nuts and bolts going? You know, what what's like in the ideal comedy world? What do you see yourselves doing? Um, I think that I would like to see nuts and bolts continue for years and years and years after I'm done with it. Um, someone else take the reins and uh, just keep it going. I want it to be a Rochester institution, which I think it is mm -hmm. at this point. Um, and uh, just keep going doing just doing some good improv <clears throat> whether it be at the comedy at the carlson or somewhere else um just keep the spirit alive um i'm not going to say you know oh, i want to take the show to broadway i want to take the show here i'm i'm being realistic you know i would like to see the show continue um and if it does if we go national awesome if we don't that's still awesome um long and, and, and teaching and getting more people involved in improv in a friendly atmosphere uh, and a non-competitive atmosphere um, that's just all about trust and, you know, all the warm fuzzies and love and all that. Stuff. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's a great aspiration to have. And and I think, you know, um, you will see that through for sure. Uh, you're well on your way. And like I said, it's, it's a, it's a family, like, you know, a bunch of, I maybe a dysfunctional one, but we all are right. Of course, <laughs> of course. Brother, <laughs> brothers and sisters razzing on each other. And um, yep. I think it's terrific. So you know, part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show was, um, you know, the nuts and bolts of everything that you do is about helping our community come together. You know, you hear that, that old expression or that old adage of like, you know, healing through laughter, right? Because laughter is such exactly. a powerful medicine. And, um, you know, I, I laugh every time that I'm with you guys. And um, I know that that will help a lot of people have like maybe you're having a really bad day at work or whatever but you know you have that nuts and bolts comedy uh evening coming up on that saturday and you're like i will yeah. let loose <laughs> yes. yes right so yes yeah but there, yeah. there's there's no question in there frank sorry here's the question <laughs> <laughs> so um so like what you know you talked a little again about where the future what the future holds for nuts and bolts um can you tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, the the class and how that fits into Nuts and Bolts uh, and kind of where that came from, too? Uh, the class was a brainchild of our director, uh, Mitch Wissick. Um, I've always thought about teaching classes, but I never had the right facility for it. Um, 
And uh, Mark Ippolito at the club uh, approached us and said, you know, they have interest about the class. And we've gotten interest over the past. And normally it would be, well, if you want to take a class, just come to one of our rehearsals and we can workshop. And, you know, and we've actually gotten some members of the troupe um, that way because they said that they were interested in comedy and wanted to learn more. Can they come and sit in? And they sat in and kept sitting in and sitting in. And I was like, well, get up on stage. We're just going to sit there, you know, get up here yeah. and let's play. And then they become a key member of the troupe. Um, but it this this class started out as uh, an experiment to see if we could start to build a community of improv uh, improvers uh, in Rochester and uh, and improvisers. I'm sorry, whatever. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, just no, improvise. Cut that out. Cut that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that and post up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the class was more to see, you know, and we got a, 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 just a mixing a smorgasbord of people. Uh, as you know, I mean, there were different types of people in the troupe and all of them, with the exception of a couple were, you know, a little bit uh, older, you know, like more adults than kids. Um, you know, they weren't the, you know, the, the 21 year old, I'm funny when I'm drunk, I'm going to be there and, you know, get drunk and funny. No, I mean, there was just a nice cross section of people there that, that were there um, from all different types of backgrounds. And, um, and that's what we we're about, you know, nuts and bolts, you know, we're trying to, yeah, trying to bring it all together and create a, create a scene. Well, there's a, there's a scene. I mean, there's a big scene in Rochester now, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm very happy that there is. Um, and, uh, we can, um, learn from each other and we all have, we've all come together on a bunch of stuff. Uh, but our classes are more for, um, for beginners, people who didn't, who said, well, maybe, maybe I'll try it. Maybe I, I'll give it a shot. Um. And that's what we like to do. Yeah. I mean, I urge all my audience members to kind of reach out to, to, to Frank and try to figure out, you know, to take the class, honestly, because even if you are the most, you know, closed in introvert or the most largest extrovert, there's a place for you in this group. Um, you know, we, I witnessed it in the group that I was in the class that I was in um, because it takes really all sorts of personalities and, Kind of reminded me, I, I, and and I'd love for your opinion on like the difference between a comedian and an improv person. Um, you know, I'd love to hear that. But before you kind of explain that the difference, um, I had this woman that I worked with at another um, job as that, and she was so dry and to herself and quiet. And one day she we like out of the blue said, "I'm I'm competing in a comedy contest, and can you guys come and support me?" And we're like wait what and she was like the funniest person in the freaking world she was talking about her nephew and like how bad of a ball player he was and all this all this stuff like we never knew and we're laughing off you know like crazy and then at the end of the show we go and talk to her and it's like oh god i gotta meet this nephew she's like i don't have a nephew (laughs) she made it all up (laughs) so i'm like that's freaking awesome um, yes. So going back to the question, Frank, like I know there's differences, but for the audience, like what is the difference between a stand-up comedian or even a sketch comedy and improv? Because I'm not sure everybody knows. Right. Uh, when you when I tell people that I do comedy, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, do do you know, tell me some jokes." It's like, well, it's a little bit, and I feel like a jerk when I say, "Well, I do <laughs> improv comedy." You know, um, I don't do stand up. I do improv, you know, and people are like, oh, no, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> you know, a stand up, imp- uh, stand up improv, yeah, improviser, a stand up comedian um, is relies on themselves for mm-hmm. the comedy. 
Um, there's written material, there's jokes that they've worked out. It's very hard. Uh, it's very, it's a very difficult craft to master and I applaud and adore those that can do it. Um, then the sketch comedy is, is sort of like improv because a lot of like Second City uh, and a lot of in the Groundlings and people like that, groups like that who are national, uh, Holly, you know, a lot of Hollywood stars come from these those places. Yeah. Um, a lot of their scenes came up through uh, improv. Like they just do an improv game or they do some improvisation and that that brings out the, the sketch uh, and they develop the characters and flesh it out. That's more of a fleshed out sketch. Um, like Saturday Night Live is a lot of it's, you know, they do a lot of improv, you know, in their whatever and they flesh it out into a sketch. Um, and then improv is audience participation. Uh, you make the audience, make, there's different parameters each game, you have different games. Um, and each person or each game has its has different rules and you have to follow those rules. But within those rules, the content is made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where uh, the trust comes in. You have to trust your partner in your scene to get to have your back. So not someone, you know, you don't want someone who's going to let you die on stage. You want someone who's going to who's going to help you get to that next level and take because you got by making your scene partner look good. You look good because the right. scene looks good. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, like I said, an improv is audience suggestions. And a lot of people say, oh, you wrote that. You know, like, no, it's all, and that's where all the training comes in. You know, the, the yes. And, you know, you never want to say no in an improv scene because it cuts the, you know, it cuts the, the opportunities right off. Um, you always want to, you know, be present and be just there for your partner and be there for, for the audience, you know? Um, yeah. so I think I, I think I explained that well. I don't know. No, you did. You definitely did. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was horrible. Uh, you should not do this anymore. <laughs> no, I think uh, you did that really well, and I learned. I learned that lesson. Um, you know, like the second week about the yes end. Even though I thought I was doing it, and I was in character, and I was doing the 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 little voice and uh, and um, of this little boy, and and my co actor said. I'm your mom. And I'm like, like, no, you're not stranger danger, you know? And, and it totally yeah. killed the mood. And, 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 um, I think I even did it twice. So learning that lesson, the yes and, and, and going along and, and, and not forcing it makes it funnier. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, uh, cause like you can sense that like dead air and then like you're, you kind of put your person on the, to- on their toes and like, what, what am I going to say now? If I'm not their mom, who am I? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> So I think that that you you explained that really well, and um, you know the big the big thing is the audience participation. I, I love that the interaction. You know, people like performing in front of a, lo- a live audience, but it's even better when that audience is also sort of part of the show, and influencing what you're doing. Yes, yes, yeah. It's uh, it's it's great to see um, to see the audience really get into it. You know, that's, that's what, because, because we feed off your energy. So if you're just going to sit there and not say anything, <laughs> we're going to be like, uh, you know, you paid for an improv show. That's okay. <laughs> we'll try <laughs> and we'll do it. You know, we'll do what yeah. we got to do. We'll, you know, we're, we're doing improv. Can we'll, you... It'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit, uh, maybe, um, maybe a story about an audience member that was just sort of over the top and anything funny that happened that you you never saw before um well <laughs> we get a we get a lot of um uh one of the one of the guys in the troop tito 
uh, who's a great, uh, who came to us with no experience and is, uh, we've, we've, uh, taught him the tools and he's actually taking it and really taking it seriously and, and become one of the, you know, become a really good performer. Um, <clears throat> he brings a lot of his friends and they will constantly shout out the same, um, suggestion over and over and over and over and over again. And we don't take it because it's inappropriate and yeah. we don't want, and we're, we're better than that, you know? And so <laughs> we get that a lot. Um, we actually had a, a couple walk out were offended by something that one of the other uh, improvisers said, but mm -hmm. blamed it on me. Ugh. I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't even in that scene. Like what, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that uh, Frank is most, horrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 The but show for the most great. part, the show would be great without that Frank guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but no, I mean, we really haven't had a lot of stuff that I haven't seen before um, over the past 23 years we've been doing it. I, you know, I've seen it all, you know, I've seen audience members who are uh, yeah, audience members who sit there and, you know, can't wait to get up on stage and keep volunteering. Um, and those who sit there and don't do anything and just make faces. It was <laughs> funny little story is that there was a, we were uh, doing a show and there was a family in front of us and this girl just sat there like, like this all the time. Didn't laugh, didn't do anything. And we were like, what's going on with this girl? So we started making fun of it. You know, and like, and it's still, you know, making fun of it in a, in a nice way. We weren't like, oh, right. hey, laugh, you dumb. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, um, and we were joking about it and come to find out it was Henry's sister. Henry was in the troupe, but it was his sister. And she's like that all the time, <laughs> I guess. She's just an angry girl. Uh, <laughs> My brother's not uh, funny. And we, yeah. And, and she wouldn't <laughs> let, and we were making fun of her. And he goes, yeah, that family, that was, and he was, he was still relatively new. So we didn't know his family yet. And it's, he's like, He's like, yeah, that was my family. That was my sister. We're like, really? We thought he, we, we thought he was joking. He's like, no, that was really my sister. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Did he stay with the troop? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I, and I and I again love the audience and uh, interaction. And one of the things that you you made me think about was during our show, um, the scene laundromat kept on getting repeated, like constantly. Yep. And, and 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 so of course like me being you know sarcastic guy that i am i had to throw it into scenes that were i think mitch finally said yeah let's it's a laundromat you know yeah and there's like a tornado coming and and my my yep. colleague screams and i go what is it a laundromat <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just and then throwing it in other scenes hey laundry detergent you guys need laundry yeah so it became yeah, a running gag <laughs> yeah so here i am on my own show laughing at my own jokes when it's supposed to be about you so <laughs> there you go. Um, but that, I think, um, you know, what you do is, is, is so much fun. And I just really think that people should at the very least come to see your show just to experience that. And then I think that the next step is, is check out the class and, and, you know, try it for yourself because really in life you're, you know, I heard this just the other day from someone else who happens to be an improver. So Im Im improv has been like invading my life over the last couple of weeks. And she said that, you know, really, honestly, in everyday situations, improving through everything, you're, you're doing yeah. it anyway. It, there's no script. You don't go to work with a script unless you're no. a paid actor. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, I really do applaud what you do because um, Thank you. I, I know it's not your main job. But it's it's such a cool job to have and and to be a part of. 
So it, it keeps it keeps me sane at my real job. Right. <laughs> so, which is funny. Which which I've been told at work that, you know, like they can't believe like you were saying earlier about yeah. your friend uh who, you know, was very quiet and just whatever. Uh when I'm at work, I'm working, you know, so I'm not joking around. Yeah, you know, I do a little bit, make jokes here and there, but people are like, I can't believe you do comedy. I mean, you're not <laughs> you don't seem like the type of guy that would do it. I'm like, if I did my shtick at work, I'd be fired. Right. <laughs> you know, like I would, if I, if I was that energetic and that on all the time, A, you would hate me because I was so annoying. And B, HR would be, I would have constantly, <laughs> constantly be in, in HR's office uh, about saying something I shouldn't have or something or, you know, so people are like, oh, yeah. you know, I actually had, I had a coworker that came to the show. This is years ago. She came to the show. She goes, it was so funny. I was so surprised because it's you. Yeah. I was like, that's a backhanded compliment, I guess. Um, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, you. that's great. <laughs> Thank you. I was oh, like, man. I don't know how to take that. But that was yeah. going to be my question: Have you had coworkers come to the show, or other people yes. from walks of life, and you know, what are they? What's their reaction? Uh, a lot of people at work um, uh, at my present job. Uh, a few people have come. Uh, one was going to take the class, but she chickened out at the last minute. Um, after seeing the show, she said, I can't do that. There's no way. I said, take the class. She's like, I can't, no way. And I was like, well, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, work coworkers have come. Um, I had one coworker just sat there in shock, just like, wow, I've never seen this before. And this is amazing. And I know somebody who does this. This is great. You know, yeah. so it's cool. And they've been supportive. I have I, uh, a friend, uh, a, a guy I work with, Gary, who, who uh, comes pretty much to every show. Uh, and he always brings his wife and brings, you know, some friends, random friends of his, um, another good friend of mine at work, Savas, who um, does the same thing. You know, he brings other people and they're like, you know, so people, hey, Frank, I saw your show. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, people I don't know at work are like, hey, Frank. I'm like, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. You're becoming well known. <laughs> I guess. I guess. There's, yeah. Frank, the improver. So yeah. very cool. Um so is there anything we haven't, like, this is a part of the show where I usually ask the question, is there anything I haven't talked about that you definitely want to touch base on and kind of why you're thinking about that? I'm going to ask you a couple other, you know, maybe personal questions, uh, not too personal. Um, but uh, so one of those questions is, who is someone that, like, uh, inspires you? Uh, someone who inspires me is uh, not one person in particular it's just anyone who is not afraid to let their freak flag fly uh someone who's doing what they love doing it for themselves and not giving a crap what everyone else thinks about that's very inspiring to me that's great that's a terrific person to have yeah not, yeah. not a lot of people can do that yeah no no and i and i struggle with all of that so i hopefully sure. am, you know not somebody's inspiration <laughs> <laughs> all right so so growing up like what did you want to be when you grew up uh, i always wanted to entertain when i was growing up uh, i grew up in a theater family my mother was a, a stage manager my father was involved in plays and stuff around rochester and things and uh, my sister's a choreographer uh, and a teacher and um so we come from a very uh, a very theatrical family so i always wanted to perform i I had aspirations to go to New York or LA and become like this great actor and win, you know, the Oscar and the Tonys and all that. Um, but then as I got older, you know, you realized that, Oh, wait, I got to move to LA. It's not <laughs> just going to come to my, it's not going to come. Um, so I'm still doing what I wanted to do. I'm still entertaining. You know, I'm still making people laugh and, you know, um, getting fulfillment out of it. So I, uh, 
So yeah, so it's, I wanted to just be, I wanted to be an entertainer. Yeah, no, I think you are very entertaining and I'm not just saying that. I really enjoy just knowing you and talking to you. And and honestly, like I said in the show earlier, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing a full out show. Um, Cause if you're <laughs> even a quarter as funny as you are, like when we're, when we're all like, you know, just talking, it's going to be phenomenal. So, and I've heard awesome things from the other cast members that have had the opportunity to see you guys. So. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So let's swing back to that question. Is there anything else that you want to share about nuts and bolts or uh, anything at all um, that um, we haven't touched on? Uh, there's only two original members left in the troupe. Everyone else is over the years have come and gone. Um, me and another um, another improviser, a friend of mine, Scott, who have been in the troupe since the very beginning. Um, obviously, I started it, so of course I've had, and I have, um, and Scott um, has been there through the thick and the thin, and we have a revolving cast. You know, every couple of years we get new people. We, it's like like SNL. Yeah. You know, they kind of rebrand. Re that's I think that's the secret of us being um, successful. Nuts and bolts being successful over the past twenty three years is because I haven't said, oh, well, the original cast is over. I'm going to cancel it. We're not going to do it anymore. No, I mean, it's, it's an evolving. You know, I mean Henry, who is you know a, the youngest of the troop, he was a baby when we started. Mm -hmm. You know, so it just, it was kind of cool. Like I said, your parents probably got a babysitter <laughs> to come see a nuts and bolts show. And here you are, you know. Um, but yeah, and I just think, you know, there's there's other groups in town. Um, you know, I wish them all well. You know, there's no, at least on my, on our end, there's no animosity. There's no, you know, competition. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. we're all doing the same thing, you know, and let's, let's, uh, you know, support comedy, whether it's us or if it's another group, um, you know, just support improv because it's very yeah. important. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, it sounds like you have the makings of a, of a reunion tour or a reunion show that could happen at any moment to bring back some original yeah. cast members or maybe not. Well, <laughs> for a while there, I did have uh, Mike and uh, another another friend of mine, Jesse, came back and they were the original cast. So it was it was really great to see me, Scott, Jesse, and Mike from the original cast doing a doing a game together. It was like the old guard is back, you know. We're like, you know, let, let us show you how it's done, kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, but then uh, after COVID hit, um, Mike and Jesse kind of had some stuff going on, so they decided to just kind of hang out and not just sit in the sit in the audience and watch. Yeah, well, that's you know? good. That's yeah. good too, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, it's great. Sometimes throwing out the suggestions is the funnest part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Frank, I really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing a little bit about nuts and bolts and comedy. Uh, I really do envy a lot of what you do. Um, I'm, I'm glad to have played a little part in it so far, and I'm hoping to kind of continue because um, I think it, it was a great outlet. It, it reminded me of, of my theater days. Um, and I, I just can't stress enough to the audience that, you need to come out to a nuts and bolts show. You need to experience this. And if you're not in Rochester, you need to find an improv group to go and experience because it really is so much more than like whose line is in any way live. Because like you are in the show, you're a part of the show. Um, so Frank, thank you for for being on our show and sharing everything. Pleasure. Yeah. It was great. My pleasure. So um, 
I'm Nick Colesio, the host of That Sounds Terrific, and joining me again today is Frank from Nuts and Bolts. Thanks. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our Facebook page, That Sounds Terrific. Follow us on Twitter at Sounds Terrific 2 and Instagram at Sounds Terrific. We love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific. Till next time.